What's the point? Oh. Oh, oh my god, I just turned this thing on! I just turned this thing on! Hello, welcome to Pond Theater! Uh, Chase, Cody, and Justin talking about movies. Before that, we were talking about video games because uh, we were discussing on whether or not to get a PS5, and I already made that discussion on the gaming tadpole. We go listen to that. It's like, hey, you know what? Get it when you can. That's what my, my whole thing is. I'm not in a rush because of the shortages. Although I think in due time, the supply will meet the demand when that happens or when we get close to that, that's when I'll consider it. But right at this moment, I'm not in a rush. And then we were talking about, yeah, why do, you know, we're talking, we were talking about Spider-Man. Now we're talking about Cyberpunk. Well, Spider-Man also came out a month ago. So, and Cyberpunk just came out last week, I believe, or this this past week on uh, December and I put my thoughts on it uh, so definitely check that out but we're talking about movies and today we got uh Chadwick Boseman's second last performance because he also is going to be in uh Marvel's What If so oh, yeah. they're going to have they're going to have him voice not have him he recorded voiceovers for black panther in the marvel's what if show that's coming on disney plus that is his official last performance you'll ever hear from chadwick boseman but this is his last movie performance uh and another movie that netflix is trying to get oscars from too and the why why did i put the name for shoot no black bottom what am i i was like black bottom i was like what is the name why did i forget the name for a second i don't know sometimes i'm forgetful of things even when i uh, jot them down i'm like okay what is this hold on but uh and i just saw it today too i i don't know what's wrong with me what what's going on do i have uh you have memento disease you got your short-term memory loss no that's the thing is i I have so many things going on in my head because, you know, I'm working on things. I got a charity to do and other stuff as well. So it's like, even when I put everything down, like I'll still be like, okay, what is this guy's name? What is this person? Uh, So, you know, always just have fun with it regardless. But uh, yeah, that is uh, our first movie because it's trending. It's on uh, Twitter, Twitter's trend. They're talking about it. Smaller things. There's another movie that just released on uh, Amazon Prime last week. I'm Your Woman. Independent film there. And then I'm going to even throw someone. I managed or throw another one. I managed to catch the film uh, uh, KFC's Re- Recipe for Subduction. Is so that felt, the Mario Lopez's uh, yeah, Mario Colonel Lopez Sanders? Is playing Colonel Sanders in a lifetime drama. That's actually <laughs> 16 so minutes glad. long. I, I well it's on youtube so you can actually watch it whenever but i i was like wow i i didn't even know it was on no youtube way. i was just curious i was like yeah is there a is there a way to watch this i'm like oh wait the entire thing is on youtube i'll, I'll go ahead and watch it because it's so short too it's not even a feature-length film but yet it is a movie whether you want to agree with it or not uh so in minutes short maybe it'll be up for enough it might <laughs> Hey, Mario, Mario Lopez, best uh, best actor in short film. 
They don't do that. No, they don't. Well, you never know. No, no, no. It'd be best live action film or best live action short. Yeah, yeah. That that's all they do for those. Oh man, I would love it if the Oscars were. <laughs> I mean, I think at this year, anything's up for a nomination. <laughs> that's true. That is true. Um, by the way, Chadwick Boseman just won Best Supporting Actor at the uh, New York Critics Choice Awards. For well, they're, they're already well, they're already throwing out awards for this movie. So yeah, that is uh, going to be interesting. So let's talk about movies. This film that we're going to talk about is about uh, white culture. Well, not white culture, but cultural appropriation, because that's what people get in debates with on TikTok, and there is a whole historical biopic about that. We got all these black jazz singers. Uh, or jazz performers. One of them is, of course, the late Chadwick Boseman, what he's getting uh, awards for. And the clear message here is that they're performing for uh, all these gigs that they've got. And, and the the uh, managers all being uh, like white executives. And they're saying, hey, we like what you're doing, but just do it like this. And uh, mind if we steal from you? which this is something that is still going on even today. And there's one thing that I even didn't even know about until now, but there are some like, there's some white women that are actually stealing braids and afros uh, or not afros, but like hair that is specifically part of black culture. And they're doing, I mean, no, not maybe not all the time again i i don't know from what degree but there are women who wear that specifically to troll black women uh and same with you know uh hey i'm want to darken my skin so cultural appropriation is a thing today even but this is an interesting thing to know regarding jazz and how these performers are still trying to or trying to work the business trying to make a living while having to deal with these white white executives taking their talent from them and what means to them and there's even arguments that go beyond or between the band as well it's something a little heartbreaking it's not all always that though there's some sweet things too but um yeah, what do you do? You guys even know about this back? Because uh, this takes place, I believe, in the nineteen twenties. Nineteen twenty-seven. Yeah, in Chicago. I mean, I don't know the specifics We're of this. We're talking about Marini's Black. What? I was just saying the title because it hasn't brought up yet. Yeah, it cut you out for a second. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, I didn't totally know the totally. specifics of this story, but I mean, this is a, like you were saying, this is a time old age thing that's been going on for decades, not yeah. only in jazz music, it happened in blues, it happens in rock and roll. I mean, look, Elvis Presley's biggest song, the breakout song that made him a star is an old blues song sung by Big Mama Thornton, even that. Even what heavy metal became, you could argue, started with Jimi Hendrix. And, and, you know, of course, rap and hip-hop's been tried. You know, all these musical genres and things that are started in black culture, white executives have taken it and used it 
to become white culture or sell to white audiences. I mean, if you listen to some of the late Little Richard's take about how they took his songs and had Pat Boone cover them, you know, this has happened forever and it's still happening, as you said. Yeah, and there's a little... Uh, um there's a little uh, discourse that goes in, as you see throughout the whole thing. I mean, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, because you you see it early on with Mama, uh, who, who uh, she is referred to as. Because she's, oh, hold on, my, holy crap, I'm getting, okay, hold on. Um, yeah, I mean, in other movies, we've seen this, like Cadillac Records. Um, I mean, it, I know that's more in the 70s and stuff, but it's it's just, we have seen this type of story before, but uh, not one as raw and gritty as this one. Because Cadillac Records is like a motion picture for you know for the masses, and this is this is an independent, powerful acting script writing, you know, at the forefront here. And well, I mean, it's is, go ahead. Oh yeah, the music's great. It's like it's based off a play by one of our finest playwrights, August Wilson, and you can tell that it's based off a play not only from like the setting because it's mostly in the recording studio, but just how much of an acting showcase it is for not just Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman, but some of the supporting characters too, like the piano player. That guy was really good in the film. Absolutely. And uh, the other horn player, he's um, he's a fantastic actor. I mean, and he has a movie podcast, but uh, Euphoria on HBO, you know, the Zendaya show, he's in that. And they did a, a quarantine episode where it was just the two of them and they just talked for the hour of the episode. So it's all dialogue. And he has a like 12 minute monologue. It's, it's crazy. 12 minutes. I mean, just the watch somebody talk you know that long and not be bored is, is one thing but you know for an actor to memorize all that is is also just incredible you know so he's he's tremendous and he was really good in this movie and you know you talked about bozeman winning the new york critics award i could see him getting a win yeah. here just for that one monologue alone when he talks about his mom and dad like that was incredible oh, well, even even the last time that we see him, you know, uh, under weird circumstances, like that scene is still really powerful. I, I, you know, it's it's weird how that went down. You know, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, his uh, that that performance in that moment was just as impressive as all of his performances in, in the in the whole movie itself from the time we did see him. Um, he he put on some clinic in this movie and he's almost in it more. I think he's in it more than Viola Davis. Oh yeah, he definitely is. You know, speaking of her, I'm wondering if she's played this role before on stage because it feels like she is giving a very, it's, it's a great performance, but it feels like a very stagey and like she's having a blast. Like she's done this before. I feel like she's just, in the groove of this character and i'm wondering if she's played it on stage yeah um i'm not sure because i know when they revived it uh whoopi played ma rainey um and uh, An uh anthony mackie played um the uh, her her nephew actually not not the chat with both but the her nephew oh wow um but she's a fences playwright as well the movie fences 
Uh, yeah, that's oh, what she got her Oscar for, snot yeah. and all. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think that she, and I think she did that one on, on stage for that, but I think she's just really comfortable in that setting. And she does those settings, you know, she plays that really well. Because when we see her, um, she, wherever she was, she was like a, a, the leader of like, um, you know, a, like Suicide Squad. Remember in Suicide Squad, she's, you know, she's in that, but she's like forgettable, you know, because she, she's on this ensemble cast. But when she just focuses on a character that is just, you know, her and, and on a stage, she just shines. And she really, really knew what she was doing in this one. Absolutely. This is just an actor at the top of their craft, owning every ounce of screen time they're on and just taking the reins. Yeah, I mean, her and Frances McDormand are the only top two leads for Best Actress, as far as like what everyone's talking about, you know, those two are at the top right now. Well, I mean, that's um, two of our best actresses working today. No doubt. Yeah. And, uh, and every I'll have to, yeah, so for what is an hour and a half and i would say an hour and 20 something minutes because there's seven minutes of credits i really yeah uh i really loved the performances here you you could say chadwick wells men of course but you also have to give it to the other actors and actresses going into this uh, both uh, the black actors and even the white actors who are uh, playing up these executives and really selling it. I would have to say if there's anything, I don't even know if I would fault this, but I don't know if Hollywood is awarding this movie because of Chadwick Boseman's performance and because of the writing and everything, or are they doing it because it's also a black struggle movie? And the reason I'm kind of putting, putting this question is that you see a lot of Black-led films that are not have nothing to do about racism, or maybe they do, and it's nothing. It's not about like the old times, and they get sidelined. And you even hear news stories like I would even bring up Get Out, where there are uh, executives in the Oscars saying they didn't want to watch Get Out because they didn't feel like it was Oscar worthy. So that's why there was no way I thought I would get Best Picture. You know, I thought it was a great movie, but with this, I hope that the intentions of the support behind this film are pure. And it is because of that it's a well-directed film. And I, I, I hope... Because we, we see time and time again, even even just last year, just last year, the one time you gave a uh, Black-led film or a Black-led uh, nomination, kind of like not even an Oscar award, but just a, a, a possible Oscar award, was Best Actress. And it was the woman who played uh, uh, Harriet Tubman. Oh, she's amazing, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, Cynthia Ervo, yeah, yeah. Um, Black Panther was up, wasn't it? For best the oh, year before, oh, yeah. it was up for best picture and won a yeah. lot of technical awards. But th this is a thing that Hollywood has an issue with: is their how they view uh, black people in in roles. 
because this there's been there's so many slave movies so many black struggle movies and that's my biggest issue with it is that it does feel dated the fact that is coming out at a time where we're finally given get it or seeing movies where black leads are playing other types of characters besides the one you have to feel bad for because of uh, racism and that's i think we these movies still need to exist because you have people who are very uneducated but it is like okay i really hope you also give acknowledgement to some other great films that have come out this year that so happen so happen to lead have uh, black leads that aren't talking about slavery or talking about the uh broke and and, and poor uh, in in the 1912 where they're like segregated and everything I'm like okay I get it I get what this movie is doing it is telling a, a important story that is relevant today but I, d- I just hope that they are rooting for this because this is a message that needs to be addressed today and not because oh we're just mem- mesmerized because we want to feel bad for black people I mean it- Regina King did win for Best Supporting Actress for If Beale Street Could Talk, but it is a white and, you know, versus black movie. Yeah. I mean, it is, you know, she she still, you know, won, so that's good, yeah. but it was for those, you know, her performance in that type of movie. Yeah. These are important stories, and like you said, Chase, sadly, we have to continue educating the world on these issues because we still have people that are intolerant and bigoted and uneducated about uh, being inclusive and, uh, you know, treating people as people. It's still going on. But yes, I would like to live in a world where no matter what color your skin is or what religion it is, the story is just good for being a good story and the acting is good for the acting and no matter what. I mean, this is not just an issue with african-american races this is an issue with the latino the indigenous asians anyone who is not us this is an issue of getting like just a story for the story but that said this is an an amazing showcase of talent yeah and i don't think that it highlights a lot like the performances we see from these i don't think it's against the white person that they're doing the best acting, acting performances, right? So yeah. I think they shine more when they're not around them. I mean, they do add yeah. an element to the story, but I think the acting was still really good without, you know, white people around just being, you know, themselves and doing their in the, in the 1920s. Well, yeah, because they, I mean, there is a family element going on with this band as well. It isn't just about that. I mean, I love with uh, Chadwick Boseman and uh, what what's her name? Uh, not not Ma, but the other lead uh, Black actress uh, in this. Who yeah, I thought she was really good too. Yeah, she was in uh, Good Boy Rick. With Matthew McConaughey, yeah, Taylor Page, yeah, I thought she was, but yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I do have to put in that that caution of, I mean, this is great and definitely respect this, but also from this point on, like, whenever there, there, and I'm not saying just award 
any movie because it's a black hole. I'm not even a fan of that either. I think the movie needs to be good too, but there are, there are plenty of great movies with black leads that just aren't about the, the struggle and you are just seeing them just take on different stories. I mean, you have Lovecraft Country. Which, oh, yeah. Like, no one watched that. It's such a good show. So It is like a, like a, a cult following though to it. Like I think it's underground enough. People are talking about it. Yeah. So I, I know. I know what you guys are saying about. I know what you're saying, but I, I think because we aren't learned about this stuff, it is yeah. important that we see these movies. Because th- this past week, I've been watching a lot of documentaries, and and two of the main ones that have been talked about this year: John Lewis, Good Trouble, and All in the Fight for Democracy. And it's about black people and being able to vote. And. Yeah. It's just incredible that that is a thing that we have to be learned about, that we didn't, you know, that, it, that they're not allowed to vote in some places still today. And it's disgusting. And I think stuff like this and learning about this is disgusting and it's eye-opening and people need to learn about it. Absolutely. And I mean, it's, you know, they bring it up briefly in this film, but it's kind of sad that a lot of us did not know about the Oakless Oklahoma City Black Wall Street killings until the Watchmen series came out. And this happened over 100 years ago. That we had to learn from it from a television series. That tells you how uneducated we all are on this struggle. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's where I'm just looking at this both ways. But yeah, I'd give it a must watch too. Yeah. I guess so. The story is, is this is a one day in a recording session. Ma Rainey yeah. is performing her Black Bottom song and they have this group of, you know, uh, um, artists, musicians who come in and, and play for her backup. Uh, and Chadwick Boseman wants to go out on his own and have his own band because he thinks he's more talented, you know, has more more to offer, more, you know, soul, whatnot, uh, than what Ma Rainey's doing. He wants to expand. And um, so they have conflict there. Um, and then, yeah, there's also the conflict with, with the white management and, uh, trying to get this this song recorded in the studio in the studio what do you think about it cody uh this is definitely a high good for me just for the acting alone my only my only hesitation with this film is that i can tell that it's a a stage show like it isn't really cinematic and it probably plays better as a play but this is a way for more people to watch it and see it and that alone is great and it's very important so Hi, good. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, produce this one. Um, I really enjoyed the opening scene, seeing them in like that tent. Um, I guess there's like a little documentary uh, after the movie. I don't know if you guys, I didn't have time to watch it, but uh, the director states that like, that's where they, they create their own community. They create, they buy from each other. You know, they have the businesses and they sell to each other. They sing here for each other. Um, and that's, and that's, what they do together so i really enjoyed that and then they went into the you know, white world and we got to see you know ma and uh others uh, react in that world um yeah i'm i gotta give it a high good teetering almost must watch exclusively for the acting um because we will see these two up for best actor and actress and um yeah i mean the adapted screenplay probably but yeah, you can totally tell that this is a stage play. But it's a great, great movie. 
Yeah. Well, I love the production behind it. So I think uh, even as a stage play, I think it, it works through its aesthetic. Yeah, the two main rooms yeah. that they developed were really cool. Yeah. I'll say I think I like this one more than I did Fences, even though that is another impressive acting showcase. Oh, I love Fences so much. So, uh, now, yeah. Now for the other movie or feature-length film, that is uh, I Am Your Woman. It's speaking another another film that does touch up on racism because you have a uh, white woman and a black man. They made a baby together, uh, even though they aren't uh, married. And on their, like at the, at the very beginning, I think it's even like the first 15 minutes, they go in a car ride and they even get stopped by the police. So it's touch already at the start, like in the very beginning, we get some very uh, point blank uh, discussions of racism, but it gets even crazier. Something that at the very beginning, it feels like, okay, this is a drama that also touches on race uh, relations and mixed race uh, relations. Uh, a, you know, a woman and a guy, they had sex and, or and just this baby came and uh, they have to pretend to be married in order to get out of a terrible situation, which leads to more terrible situations because then it becomes a crime thriller uh, when you get uh, all these guys who are out to get Eddie, who is the black man, uh, played by... Uh, no, his name is Cal and that's not their baby. He's, no, assigned, Cal, to He's assigned to protect her keep her and the baby safe he has wait, a wife oh, yeah wait, eddie's the God eddie's damn. her <laughs> husband he's a white man who brings the baby home and like here yeah, we have yeah, a baby, baby now okay wow well, well, I, I just i just screwed this up in the x but still it, it's it's and a way he turns his back on his yeah on the run well it's it's still a way where you get uh oh wait no that is right because eddie god damn it saw this move uh but yeah it, it's still it's a story of basically the these two that aren't really in love but they're having to protect each other because of the situation they're in and cal has to do some rarely uh violent things too like cal's not a completely innocent person it's kind of weird how things even turn because later, you even get a uh, a black family come in to talk about this whole uh, situation they're in to get away from the, the these people who want to kill them. And like, okay, why do these people want to kill them? And of course, that's where the story unfolds as to why, as well as our um, lead actress spending time with this black family and the kid that she's having to be the mom of. So it's a lot of things. And I guess that's why you have the title, I'm Your Woman. Because, hey, all, all the crud is uh, going down. I'm your woman. Or am I your woman? Because it's like she just throws herself in. Like she even hides, she even hides in a basement. Not in a basement. In, in a, yeah. A cellar. Cellar. Which that was a scary. There's some horror sound effects that will happen throughout the movie. And I didn't expect any of this. I kind of went in this like with no pre uh, 
uh, information, but it is an Amazon Prime official movie. You can get it and watch it for free on Amazon Prime release this year. So, and two hours long as well. Now, I'll have to say it does a great job at throwing you off. And I think a movie should do that. When you're a thriller, you should provide twists. I did not see where this movie was going half the time. Rachel uh, Bronson plays our main uh, character, Jean. I think she's good. Uh, you know, I also like Cal, played by uh, R.E.C. or uh, Aaron, Aaron King, and Bill Heck plays Eddie. You got some other people in here. Marsha Stephanie plays Terry when the uh, an older older black family comes in with Frankie Faison. Or- yeah, that was nice to see him in the movie. Um, yeah recognizable character actor from films of the 80s and 90s probably yeah. most famous for being the orderly in silence of the lambs so yeah you got some recognizable people here you know what i was engaged for a good majority of it but as a two-hour film i did feel like maybe it was 15 minutes too long there are times where you do have to spend time development not just be about the action i, I get it that they do spend quite a bit of time at this cabin, though. And I, I was wondering, okay, when are we getting into this thing of them having to face these criminals that want this family dead? And what, what the heck is all this about? I find that interest, that part interesting because of this whole race. I mean, you do have a subject of racism play into it uh, from even the very beginning and I do want to see what's going on. I don't think these are the deepest characters. And depending on how you felt about the thrills in this, the suspense, you'll either be forgiving of it or you'll be like, man, this is kind of BS. Because that was a mixed audience reaction, despite the 80% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. But I'm curious to see what you guys think. Um, again, this is a movie showing an actor showcase. Uh, I think Rachel Brosnan does a great job of leading this, and it shows that she's got a little bit of range because most people would know her from her Amazon TV series, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, where it's a whole comedic performance. So it's nice to see she's got some range as an actress, and she does carry this movie. And I'm like you, Chase. I, I enjoyed the um, thrills and suspense. Like I, There were things that happened that I thought were going to happen and don't. So I was glad that it didn't go down a predictable path. But I could definitely see people who watch this film and think it's boring because they probably want more action and there's not enough action. And I could see people who are more interested in the character drama. Like, that's my favorite section of the film is the stuff at the cabin. But, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good movie. I would say if you like this movie, check out the director's film she directed either last year. Well, it came out last year. It's called Fast Color, which is a really interesting and well-done film. And it was on my honorable mentions last year. And it has similar themes. It's a road pitcher, deals with race, and it's a female-led cast for the most part. So, yeah, I enjoyed this movie. I don't think it's quite a great film, as some people have been saying on Twitter, but I think it's a pretty good movie with some strong acting in it. 
yeah, I do think that is a well-made film. And I do like the things with the cabin when you have Rachel interacting with the family. Those parts I really did enjoy. But when you get back to it with the villains, I do think they're kind of one note. Uh, when you just think about what they want, they're, they're just racist, they're evil, uh, and they're super psycho. There's one part, and I'm not even going to say it's toward the end, but you get one of the villains you are like, man, shut up! Shut up! Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. He just wouldn't shut up. And I'm like, okay, I don't even think people... I, I, I get there are crazy people in this world, so maybe it's not in the realm of possibility, but there there is some exaggeration when you get the... the yeah, I think this film teeters the line of does it want to be a serious crime drama or does it want to be a pulpy, pulpy action film? And it kind of goes back and forth, not quite sticking the landing on the tone they want. Yeah, and that's why I even felt like it felt the time is that... It's not a completely focused movie. And I think that does hurt it when it's got some very interesting messages going on. Uh, and I really love the, the the cast that you got playing uh, and also the Black family as well. Like I was interested in what's going on with them. But uh, I mean, when you go back to the plot, the plot I don't think is that great. But uh, Justin... I didn't like this one at all. Uh, it, I did find it boring. I didn't find anything boring about it. She's fine. I think she's okay. I don't. I didn't think it. You know, it's no clinic like we were talking about earlier with Viola and Chadwick. Um, but she she did perfectly fine. I get what the you know the story those under, underlying stories that they're going for. You know, she's able to live her life without her husband, right? Like, okay. we feel like she's this pampered wife, crime, mob wife, crime, crime boss wife. Um, and she does have privilege. Like, we see it with the cop, right? When he, she gets pulled over, when they get pulled over. There are lessons that she learns here. And what she, you know, we see her growth in just the few days that she's on the run here. But, I mean, it, it wasn't good. It's just very flat. I mean, it's, you know, 1970s. I, I know the style they were going for and they hit it because, you know, these crime movies in 1970s are slow as well and not much really happened. But, uh, you know, they rely on the acting and, you know, some of the story. But the story here really wasn't too great. And, I mean, why she cared about that baby so much when, it, you know, wasn't even hers, you know, it, it was all just so weird to me. I would get that she has I mean she you're gonna tell she cares like regarding with her uh, taking care of this baby I mean I, I I get that because she's already in a very scary situation as it is and I if there was a baby left with me that wasn't mine I wouldn't try to get rid of it like no, you don't get rid of it, but you leave it, you give it to somebody to take care of while you're well, going like, but, mayhem, but if, you know? But if, like, I, I'm out on the run, uh, and people so are trying... find a place where you, can, where you can put this baby, you're only putting it in more jeopardy. Okay. You know? I mean, it was just weird that they took the baby along for the ride. 
Um, well, I mean, that's part of the thing, and she's always wanted a child, and she's not able to have a child. And, and then they give it into her is, is while she's on the run. Well, she gets the baby before that. all those events happen. So well, I know that thing. Like, so that's the the only way she gets the baby is by, well, it being stolen somewhere because it's not even hers. It didn't come out of her. And then running the entire movie. Well, that's their only connection she has at you that know, point. But, I mean, there's a lot of backstory that they don't really clearly bring, like, yeah. that comes onto screen. There's some, like, stuff missing, subtext missing that would have helped make this a stronger picture. Yeah. Yeah, and they should have done it in the two hours that they that they did it in, because it was already so slow, and then you wag it on to a two-hour mark. Give me more Ma Rainey. I wanted more of that and less of this, so... <laughs> Um, I'm gonna give it a decent. Yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, what do you give? I'm gonna give it a good. Yeah, I I give it a I give it a low good as well, kind of on that range. Uh, I I mean, as much as there there are things about it, wasn't crazy about it. I think there it is a a film that uh, is very interesting to look at and with some great performances that. I want to see in again, and I think uh, it's great for Amazon to keep trying these new things uh, and experiment because I yeah, know really. she also directed the Disney Plus original Star Girl. Did anyone watch that? Is that good? Oh, I saw that. That was uh, it. Was it was okay? It wasn't okay. It, it's it's no. Uh, the the Star Girl movie. I saw that. I was. I was kind of so-so on it. So, it, I mean, it's not one of the worst, but like it was coming right after or, uh, or, or everything wrong with Tim. No, everything. What was it? Timmy, Timmy failure, Timmy failure and another one. And this was just kind of meh. Like it, it's not, it's not so bad. And it's not so good. It's just very forgettable. Uh, well, I do recommend fast color. And I think that's streaming either on Amazon or Hulu. Which yeah. is the yeah. same director as this film. That's one I, I do want to check that out. So now that brings us to the other two things, and I will go ahead and uh, give my thoughts on the KFC. <laughs> I I I was looking forward to this one. Oh yes, because I know KFC has been getting weird for quite some time. Like everybody gets surprised about KFC coming up with the stuff. I mean, they should stop by now. I mean, really the company that invented scented uh, crispy chicken can- crispy chicken candles perfume uh, a prom uh, item like you can have your you can have your prom date wear uh, a ring that has a piece of chicken on it uh, no this is a real thing <laughs> I didn't realize that KFC went into all these different um, marketing campaigns yeah, like they stopped being about uh, what the. I mean, chicken is still what they are in mac and cheese when you go there, but they stopped being about their food and just being about being, or just started being weird. And that's what I really appreciate of KFC is that they just always have fun with themselves. Like McDonald's, they'll have Ronald McDonald come in now and then, but they're still about selling those fries and all those other foods they come up with. And you know, Jack in the Box has their own mascot too, uh, and he, he makes some funny things. But 
not at the level of KFC where they just get lost with it. To the point that they even had a dating game <laughs> on Steam. Yes, a dating simulator on Steam called uh, Finger Looking Good uh, Dating Sim with Colonel Sanders. And it's Colonel Sanders as an anime character where you get to date this this whole school of, of uh, learn how to be the best chef. And it's turning turning a kfc origin story because that's what this is like it's an origin story of colonel sanders in anime form or in this academy uh we actually where he learns the secret recipe of herbs and spices well that's the thing is you're dating him because you find him the most attractive human being on the planet regardless if you're a guy (laughs) or a girl uh there's and you know he's got muscular strength he's got a nice body and everything uh, so yeah, if you if you wanted to go on uh, Tinder Grinder and date, uh, I think he's I think he's everybody. Like he'll he'll if he'll screw a chicken, he'll screw a human being. I bet you know, yeah. That's, this 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 uh, restaurant chain is so darn weird that when it came to this Lifetime movie, I'm like, of course. Right after your dating game. Which was fun. It was a hilarious game. Like it, it took itself. It didn't take itself seriously. It was cracking a lot of jokes, and you can beat it within an hour. It's like a short thing to download on Steam for free, whatever. But this movie, where they they get lifetime to produce a, a mini movie, a, a fifteen to sixteen minute, where Mario Lopez is playing Colonel Sanders, who is Adrian Sanders in this. And this is about a fancy, uh, fancy house with uh, rich white parents, because uh, you got like this rich millionaire wanting to date this girl, and and hey, you know what? Will you marry me? Be my uh, lovely wife? And she's like, you know what? I I would. I I don't know. I need to think about this. And as soon as she sees Colonel Sanders, she's like, I want you. Because another thing Colonel Sanders uh, or Adrian Sanders uh, brings up is that he's got the secret recipe that will save the universe. Uh, the <laughs> chicken recipe. Uh, so this girl go and, and the actors, the acting is bad all around except for Mario Lopez. Like all the actors and actresses, wow. they are terrible in this. So I don't even know if Mario it's- Lopez, the best actor in the movie. Because Mario Lopez really is Colonel Sanders. He sells it. He takes this role so seriously. Like the the evil rich boyfriend go, uh, goes over to because he, he he was currently arguing with uh, his love interest. Like, hey, why aren't you dating with me? Where where have you gone? And she's like. I don't have, I'm not in love with you. You got to stop pushing me because he's trying to push her to fall in love with them even when she doesn't want to. She wants the Colonel Sanders, of course. And so uh, she go, uh, She goes to, or she's like, hey, this is my new friend. And, uh, or, he, or no, this was, well, first he says, who the heck are you? Uh, and then she's like, oh, this is my new friend, Adrian Sanders. She's the cook. Or he's the the family cook, and he goes up to him. His or, or Mario Lopez is like, 
hey, could you leave her alone? And uh, and the boyfriend's like, no one was asking you, Crouton. And then at the end of the conversation, Mario Lopez goes up to him and is like, don't ever call me Crouton. With a serious straight face. Like he was actually about to beat his rear. And I think the the actors, they know the script is ridiculous, so they have fun with it because they, they make some uh, weird like chicken pun or KFC puns too. Uh, like he's, he's so extra crispy. Uh, and, and, and there's even a stinger at the end because they, they tease a part two. Or a oh, there's going to be a sequel? Oh, yes, there is. But I, I want more of this. Honestly, 15, 16 minutes of it, it's so short. It goes by. And it's just filled with very silly acting uh, between everybody. Like, <laughs> the acting is so bad that they can't even sell a fight sequence. Because uh, the whole thing is this rich uh, jerk boyfriend wants his girl so bad and does not like the idea of a chef t- uh, taking her interest then instead of trying to win her over of hey you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna buy her anything she wants or you know do all these things that'll make her happy no i'm gonna kidnap mario i'm gonna kidnap uh, adrian sanders and possibly kill him unless uh my love can confess in her uh marriage to me and they had to <laughs> Because uh, her mom is also working against her, too. So she's, like, in cahoots with the evil rich boyfriend. So her, her mom is doing all she can to, like, mince uh, the daughter that uh, Adrian Sanders is not for her. Through these very uh, infomercial-level arguments, she... It, Colonel Sanders told me that he does not like you how could you say something like that i'm trying to help you he'll break your heart <laughs> i just I, man i i adore this now this short is also kind of wrong because they have uh one they have one black uh actor in this just to prove hey you want black people like chicken too i mean okay we we get that <laughs> we get that he is the worst actor out of all of them because he's he's sitting there clueless, and I'm like, okay, that. What did you do to this man? Like, when you see him on screen, you just like, did they drug this dude? Because he just he just looks gone. Uh, had, had too much KFC for lunch. He's feeling a little groggy. Well, he, <laughs> too much he, carbs. Well, he's calling. He's calling him. He's like. Yo, babe, I don't think you. I hope you know what who you want to date. Man, I really love you for reals. Talk talk to you later. And there's one part. I'm actually, where, okay, where, where, you, where, talks, where the bad guy talks to him is like, "Hey, what did you do with the? Where is she?" And uh, he gets he gets punched uh, like a like a punk. And a fake punch because again the the action is so corny. <laughs> when we get to the part where she finds out that um, that uh, uh, Colonel Sanders got kidnapped, it goes into this really weird fight scene between 
her and the evil boyfriend and the mom because the mom is also wanting to kill colonel sanders and so uh the evil boyfriend screws up because she uh, uh she found out where he was uh, kidnapping uh or taking uh or in torturing colonel sanders and then not or knocks out colonel or the knocks out the uh the evil boyfriend so the mom is like fine then i must kill him and she charges she charges that uh carl sanders like a witch like uh like literally like this i'm not exaggerating with their hands out like this i'm gonna get you and then and and the daughter knocks her mom out by uh uh, or knocking her against like the the shell case shell case uh, like uh knocking her down <laughs> oh my gosh this was so much fun to watch although it, it is bad like the the acting is terrible uh the it, it's shot like if you want like an example what do you what would i compare this to i would compare this to a tyler perry movie like uh that one that came on netflix in january uh shoot the the one that had so many like bad built filmmaking like they had mics in front of the shot or uh man i forgot the name of it oh well anyway oh fall from grace there we go fall from grace this reminds me so much of a fall from grace uh like all of tyler perry's drama movies that's the level of acting dialogue and filmmaking you get in this short but i love it like i want to see the cinematic universe of this where uh up with uh, with uh, Jack in the Box, maybe Ronald McDonald. Oh, we gotta get a Wendy Dave Thomas movie then. If we got a oh, Colonel yes. Sanders universe, because that's how they started was working for Colonel Sanders. Yes, yes. We... Ronald McDonald is the Burger King gonna get a movie? Oh, they they have. I mean, there have been direct-to-video movies. I, I remember when I was a little kid, I used to rent these animated um, feature-length. Ronald McDonald films they would yeah there are so there, there was an animated series of Ronald McDonald on adventures and they were weird they were super weird but I adored them oh wait no I don't I don't even remember much I just know there was a, a show that I grew up with and that had like feature length episodes regarding uh or maybe there were 30 minutes one of the cases there was a Ronald McDonald animated show it exists but I think for for this, this is because there are some curse words and there is talk about sex. <laughs> so I wouldn't imagine McDonald's or Burger King getting involved, but uh, maybe Wendy's and Jack in the Box. I, Jack in the Box is for stoners. Anyone, I mean, I they have them. a munchy meal and yeah. they're, they yeah. are out there with their innuendos and jokes and the commercials so i i could see i could see colonel sanders teaming up with jack in the box versus whataburger or uh in and out if they have mascots they don't have mascots oh, they do don't. They? Yeah, that's right okay taco bell no never mind taco bell is a chihuahua oh it did that's been I a can... long time ago yeah that was a long time mascot. i don't know how you remember that but anyway yep you can watch it for free it's uh, a lot of fun I give it a low gun because I had a good time. <laughs> you love yeah, trashy I'm... movies, don't you, Chase? Yes. 
<laughs> it was self-aware. So I don't know. Yeah. So that is all we have. And now next time, I think I'm still going to be able to make this work. I know it's Christmas Day, but I think I'll oh, still. Okay. Be able to... Can we just do that? What? Can we just do Saturday instead? Uh, Saturday would be better for me too. All right. All right. Saturday. Saturday it is. Saturday, yeah. Will, yeah, Saturday we'll be talking about uh, the big two things is uh, Wonder Woman 1984. I'm going to find some way to get a subscription back because I know I, I'm, I'll i make a whole email account and get another free trial if I need to. <laughs> I'm, what, I, I have so many, sub, I need to figure out. Like, doing this, I'm doing free time anymore, Okay. Uh, more free time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's that and soul that's another big movie releasing on christmas day and then you know there are a ton of films you can rent that have come out this year and i'm going to just randomly pick a movie to watch myself and you guys can do as well if there's a movie you haven't seen this year yet that you want to watch then go ahead It'll, it'll be kind of a hey let's catch up movies we missed or movies we haven't seen yet that released this year they could be from anything so that's what it will be it'll be those two big films and then each of us will talk about a movie that uh you know we uh haven't seen until now sounds great yeah so until then uh yeah pawn stresses on everything and all that uh i know i said i got banned on tiktok for a week but i'll be back and i'll put <laughs> I'm, I'm still frustrated about that but anyway and yeah cody cody's film page uh, the real read not the real rejects the the film rejects uh video store rejects you guys can go on the facebook page or twitter page and vote on our next director we're going to do after miyazaki we are in a deadlock tie before we get to the final four between tarantino and gilliam terry gilliam so uh Cast your votes to see who makes it to the final four. Yeah. And Justin, worth of you movies, all that Twitter and Instagram, uh, hopefully on TikTok. So uh, all that. Until next time, uh, take care. Okay.